All right, you hear those jingle bells ringing? That's, <laughs> uh, well, we're, I've been instructed that we have to clean up the episode, so <laughs> we'll have a, we'll explain later if you, if you follow us on like Patreon or whatever. Do we have a Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> we can create one. We'd make like a cent a month. <laughs> I think we'd lose money. We'd quadruple our, our income from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, no, those jingle bells actually mean that it's time for another episode of Serious, Serious, But Most Importance, the series. I think our annual Christmas episode is one of the highlights of the year. It's a shame <laughs> I mean, that the last five years of Christmas episodes got deleted in, in terrible that's true. accidents. That's true. Yes, just like the Shia LaBeouf <laughs> sad accident. <laughs> like, that was my fault. Um... What? Oh, I'm I'm Neil. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. Yeah, I'm a, I'm also a host. My name's Tom. And in this show, what we do is we group things into a series and we talk about them. And the series that we're going to talk about today, in keeping with the theme of the season, is Christmas. Christmas songs. Christmas songs. Yes, yeah. just a series of Christmases from inception to to now. Oh, that would be cool. Like the winter solstice, and then just so the dawn of humanity until now. Right. Well, there is no Christmas before first Christmas, I guess, but it could be December twenty fifth. That's fine. Well, wasn't wasn't it adapted from like the solstice festival? Yes, it was like a pagan ritual, and I think historians have said, "Look, there is like a historical Jesus." Most likely he was born in, like, April or something, or the spring. Well, it's all so, made up. So, I'm confused. He was born again in April in Christian... Oh, that's true. Um, not mythology. Like, uh, you know what I mean. Christian yeah, canon. Canon. <laughs> yeah. So, is it, shouldn't there be, like, two Christmases? Like, I know Easter's a thing, but... Well, there. I mean, there's Easter. <laughs> that's right, what it is. Like, that's like the rebirth. Okay, I guess. But shouldn't it be like this birth is a different part name. one and then birth part two? Like the afterbirth of... All right, then never mind. We lost our, yeah, there is. We lost our Catholic. <laughs> that's audience. why there's Easter. But there's no Easter song. There's no like... Uh, there's not all this that's true. pageantry associated with Easter. There's a bunny. Why is there a bunny? I have no... It makes no sense. The bunny is terrible. Does it make more or less sense than Santa? I think less. It is a like six foot tall rabbit <laughs> that hides plastic eggs in your backyard. Was Jesus just really into Donnie Darko? Maybe. Uh, and Bad Santa, I guess. Classic Jesus. <laughs> um, um, all right, Christmas songs. <clears throat> one of the so one of the annual traditions that starts. Literally on Thanksgiving, or sometimes before. Sometimes earlier. Yeah, what's your general impression of Christmas songs? They're... I, I like them. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, to a degree. Okay. There's some that I don't like. But, it, yeah. it, you know, it's associated with the season, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's a fun vibe to have them on. Okay, I disagree. I, I don't like them. I think they're annoying. 
Uh, I mean, yes. I, okay, so there are some that are a little better than others. But I don't know. I guess I'm like being grouchy, but it's like the same songs every year. You can get through all of them in like two hours. So you just hear the same songs over and over again. That's true. There, like there are attempts to make like new modern Christmas songs, but nothing has really taken off since Mariah Carey. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty difficult market to enter. Uh, yeah, to like crack that rotation. Well, what do you do? You prefer like modern song, and modern is like. I would see modern as like the last 50 years pretty much because it's so much harder to like add more or like classic. I think everything has been downhill since like the early Gregorian chants. <laughs> the, yeah. the Halo theme song is the classic Christmas song for me. Yeah, that's true. You know, that would be nice if you walked into CVS and they were just playing <laughs> the Halo theme song Christmas music. Oh my god, I walked into Walgreens the other day, and I don't know where they got like some of these songs, but it was just the most grating Christmas music in the world. I well, never heard these songs, but it was, just, it was just like a terrible something. I, th- I think the bad song, like, I think people like me who hate Christmas songs, part of it is like some of them suck. Part of it is you're, t- you're like doing something that's already like not very like fun or it's kind of stressful and uh it's just like jammed down your throat so if you're like christmas shopping at the last minute or something yeah it's you're associated with that stress and it kind of sucks all right so how did how did christmas like modern secular christmas songs because most of them are not religious in nature it's more like santa is here and he's having an affair with your mom by the way (laughs) yeah how did those get started? I guess when did when did those take off? Well, I can tell you an unscientific answer. Please do. I feel like around the forties, maybe. <clears throat> you know, like Bing Crosby, all that kind of stuff. I think I it's think kinda right. Yeah. Before that, I don't know. Like it would have just been church songs, right? Yeah, apparently World War Two had a lot to do with this. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to be, like, the cynical, uh, but also maybe kind of realistic. It, like, it it gets people into the holiday, you know. Well, first of all, you can sell an extra record if you put out also a Christmas song. And then it, like, encourages people to, like, go out and buy stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but... What? 17 days after... This is from uh, nationalworldwar2museum.org. 17 days after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, Bing Crosby made the first live radio performance of a new song called White Christmas. Oh, wow. Um, So is that the first one? It's not, I think, like the first thing. It took off then in 1942, and it was included in a movie. And then from that point on, it became an instant classic and one of the most patriotic songs of World War II. And it was a secular Christmas song written by a Jewish-Russian immigrant. I guess Bing Crosby was a Jewish-Russian immigrant. No, it must have been... I'm sure he didn't write it. Oh, Irving Berlin. Yeah. In January 1940. Or that makes more sense. Yeah. 
Bing Crosby is not from Russia. <laughs> Maybe Bing Crosby was like a stage name and his real name was Vladimir. Fun fact about Bing Crosby, his sons went to my high school and he donated a lot of money. So there was a Crosby-like hall, but he was also known for beating his kids. So felt kind of bad. Like Family Guy made fun of that, remember? Oh, God. <laughs> he like beats up Peter. So is it like a red Christmas at his house? Kind of. Or like black and blue. Now, this is unrelated to the episode, but there's no relation between Bing Crosby and Crosby, Stills, and Nash, right? No. That's, uh... What's that, Crosby? I can't remember. David Crosby. Okay. Yeah. All right, so (laughs) White Christmas was like the first modern secular song, um, and that perhaps started this uh, trend and tradition of Christmas songs that were not religious. Mm -hmm. Yes. There was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Let It Snow, Baby It's Cold Outside, and they were all written around the war. And I'll Be Home for Christmas also. Oh, yeah, yeah. So sort of this idea of like Christmas as this, you know, thing that happens at home in stable times. And that makes sense for like a a culture in turmoil. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It's also interesting to place them in time because it all just kind of, you know, comes together. Uh... It all just kind of mushes together. There's no real sense of like when any of these songs were written. Well, the song that you opened the episode with actually was earlier. Much, much earlier. Oh, that to me is like the most classic, right? Yes. And that is Jingle Bells. Yeah. Originally written by James Lord Piermont and published under the title The One Horse Open Sleigh in the Autumn of 1857. Whoa. It had no association with Christmas and was originally written as a drinking song. No way. Or by a Sunday school choir. This is from Wikipedia, so you can take it with as absolute fact. Well, it doesn't really say anything about Christmas the whole time, right? It's it just you're in a sleigh. It's just all it has to be is winter. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with drinking either. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's just like a fun song to sing along. And that's like a drinking song back then? Maybe. Maybe that's why they had to convert it into a Christmas song. (laughs) That is interesting. Ooh. Jingle Bells was one of the first songs to broadcast from space. In a Christmas-themed prank by Gemini 6 astronauts Tom Stafford and Wally Shura in space (laughs) on December 16th, 1965. Oh, wow. They smuggled a harmonica and sleigh bells into space. And they wow. sang jingle bells. Also some bad part some bad parts of Jingle Bells history. The song was first performed on September fifteenth, eighteen fifty seven, at Ordway Hall in Boston by the blackface minstrel performer Johnny Pell. Uh, so not great. I think we should I think that's the end for Jingle Bells. <laughs> All right, let's cancel Jingle Bells. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think those in in my head are like the 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 Christmas canon, and then the modern stuff from like I don't know seventies to now is its own thing. 
Yeah, that's kind of how I see it too. Maybe even like 60s. If they're, yeah. So what are some What about like the, the Beach Boys? That was the 60s, right? Beach Boys? Which one? Which Little St. Nick. Oh, yeah. Okay, 60s to now. But that's more modern, right? Like that's... Maybe the there's a missing link between old yeah. Christmas songs and modern Christmas songs. Right. Now, where do you put, um, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all that? Because those were from those cartoons. That's probably 60s also, right? Yeah, probably. And then, like, Frosty the Snowman. 1964 Christmas stop-motion animated special based on the Johnny Marks song, which was written, which was itself based on the poem of the same name written in 1939. Wow. Really? This had a lot, uh, a lot more history behind it than I thought. Yeah. So the '60s was also like a big Christmas song revival. That was like the Silver Age, right? I yeah, mean, I if all so. these, you know, movies came out and all that, like Frosty <clears> the Snowman. <laughs> Do you like the Little Drummer Boy? How does that one go? Uh, I have a gift for you. Uh, no, I don't think I like it, but I enjoyed hearing you sing it. You can also think of the yeah, that's the one I was thinking (laughs) of. The Family Guy. (laughs) I wanted to talk about it at some point. The Family Guy covers of all these. It's up in my bum. That's what it is. Um. Rudolph is a, you know, it's a classic song. It's fine. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. What, or some other, other modern songs, 60s to now. All right. What are the highlights and lowlights? How do you feel about the John Lennon song? Give Peace a Chance. It's not really Is that So This Is is Christmas? Christmas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So This Is Christmas. I like that. That's War is over if you want. I like it. Um, I don't know. How was it received when it came out? I don't know. It's a good question. In my head, um, that one is linked with Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, how do you feel? Like, I think that's a pretty universally hated song. Right? I think I like it because I, I don't know, it was one of the ones that my dad always played around Christmas time because he liked, like, yeah. he loved the Beatles. Um, I think objectively it's a terribly written song. <laughs> but I, think, I don't think it's that bad. I, I think... I'm I'm just imagining that uh, that John Lennon's Christmas song was written by John Lennon, and um, simply having a wonderful Christmas time is written by Paul McCartney, and it really is just highlighting the talent gap in their songwriting ability. No way! Get out of here! What? Well, come on! I I don't I disagree. You think, I you think Paul McCartney is a better songwriter than John Lennon? I think that, all right, maybe John Lennon can be better lyrically, but as far as like melodically, no. Okay, that's that's a fair point. I'm, I'm, I meant more lyrically, and I think that's right, why they right. were perfect together, because Paul McCartney had great melodies, John Lennon had more meaningful lyrics. Yeah. Paul McCartney, on his own, he has great melodies, but his song is just like, yeah, yeah, Christmas time's great. Yeah, yeah. And then John Lennon yeah. is over there doing like a moody, like, war, ang, 
angst. Dude, who wants that at Christmas? No that's, one, but that's why You I know what? I would say that's a bad songwriting because he is not reading the room. He is, you know, trying to stir some shit up. Sean Lennon. <laughs> interesting fellow. We should do we should do a Beatles episode at some point. Yeah, we should. We definitely should. I got to watch the um Oh, the documentary. The documentary, the uh, Peter Jackson one first. So I got to set I aside. Kinda see like, I heard it was very hours. dense. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, oh, my God. Uh, after so this <laughs> Happy Christmas War is Over was the first Christmas song released by one of the Beatles after they broke up. Then mm-hmm. I didn't even know that George Harrison and Ringo did one, too. <clears throat> really? George Harrison did Ding Dong Ding Dong in 1974, <laughs> which I've never heard. Paul McCartney obviously did Wonderful Christmas Time in 1979. And Ringo Starr had a whole Christmas album called I Want to Be Santa Claus in 1999. <laughs> I want to be Santa. Yeah. All right, I want to see this. And the track list is Come On, Christmas, Christmas, Come On, Winter Wonderland. Yep. yep. I Want to Be Santa Claus. The Little Drummer Boy, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Christmas Eve, The Christmas Dance, Christmas Time, parentheses, uh, is yeah. here again, close parentheses, Blue Christmas, Dear Santa, White Christmas, and Pax Umbiscum, Peace Be With You. <laughs> wow. So he, it's a mix of new and cover songs. Very interesting. Classic Ringo. Yeah. Um, uh, what about non-Beatles Christmas songs? Well, so here's another one. Like, is this modern or not? Doesn't Elvis, Blue Christmas, isn't that Elvis? That is Elvis, yeah. I'd say that's But modern. that's like, that's modern, and that's 1957. So maybe it's more about, like, style. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's more about like, style. Because that's, that's before, like, Rudolph. You know? Yeah. But it's not really, like... It could have like had a diff- it could have been called something else, different lyrics, and it wouldn't be a Christmas song. Oh man, we totally forgot about Frosty the Snowman. I said Frosty like five times. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really bring it up, but because well, I did, I said there was also Frosty. Really? Yeah, that was nineteen forty-seven. Is that the first one? That was nineteen forty-seven. Yeah. The cartoon? Or the song? The song. I don't know about the cartoon. And then Let It Snow was 1948. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But that also feels modern to me. So I'm, I'm thinking in my head really? that Division is just like, are they super Style. religious or not? And do they have like a little bit of a poppy sound? Well, none of them are religious. That's true. Let It Snow. I don't think it has any... I don't think they mention Christmas at all, right? Let snow, blood of Christ, blood of Christ. <laughs> yeah. That's the Mel Gibson version. <laughs> How do you feel about, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Mele Kalikamaka? Oh, I, yeah. That's also Bing Crosby, and that's 1950. Is it really? Yeah. So that would kind of almost, that's like a tough one, modern or not. That's kind of a dumb one, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Hawaii's way of saying Merry Christmas. <laughs> There's no way that's what it is, right? 
I don't know. They like Mickey Maka. <laughs> they don't, probably don't have that. They didn't have Christmas for sure. Melik Mickey Maka. It's uh, in 1950 by Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters. Apparently it is how the phrase Merry Christmas is translated into Hawaiian. Oh. Is it just like uh, it's phonetics? Hmm. That's the closest you can get because they only have like seven letters. Or like consonants. So the closest to Christmas is Kalikimaka. Hmm. That's interesting. Santa Baby was 1953. Eartha Kit. Yeah, that one's a little weird. Yeah, that's the first kinda one freak, that like sexualizes weirds me Santa Claus, right? Yeah. That one, that one's just like disturbs me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then we then we did Elvis. I found a chronological list, which is why this is like oh nice goodhousekeeping.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 1958. What Christmas classic comes out? And it's related to Back to the Future. Oh my gosh! Tangential. I don't know. Oh, Chuck Berry. Yep. Run Rudolph Run. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. Wow, 1958? Yeah. Interesting. So the main takeaway I'm learning so far doing this episode is that a lot of these songs were a lot earlier than I thought they were. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's really old. Santa Baby, I just assumed, was like a weird 70s thing after the sexual revolution. Right. Well, there was still, there was like a lot of pent-up energy, you know, in those, in the... (laughs) Three sixties, and I think that pent up energy is you know manifested in nineteen fifty eight in the Chipmunk song "Christmas Don't Be Late" by Alvin oh, and the Chipmunks. That's nineteen fifty eight. I kind of like that song. Yeah, it's a good song. It's it's one of the ones that I do not want to hear more than once during the Christmas season. <laughs> I know. I'll take it once a year at most. Wow, that is way older than I thought it. Would. I thought that would be like nineteen seventy. Uh. You know what was le- you know what was newer than I thought is uh, Jingle Bell Rock. When was that? Nineteen seventy. Oh. What about Rocking Around the Christmas Tree? Um, it hasn't come up on this list yet. Uh, I'm at nineteen sixty three with It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Okay. Nineteen sixty three with Little Saint Nick. I guess that's Beach Boys. We already mentioned that one, right? Yeah. Holly Jolly Christmas is 1965. Felice Navidad is 1970. That one's pretty bad. Yeah, but it's pretty good, too. (laughs) I don't hate it as much. Some people, like, really hate it. Okay. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. What the hell? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What's What's the backstory there? Well, that was presumably 70s? it's the dad dressed up as Santa Claus. Oh, well, not necessarily. <laughs> it was originally written in 1952. But then the Jackson 5 recorded it for their 1970 Christmas album, and I think that's when it maybe took off a little more. 
Interesting. Yeah, the implication is that the Santa Claus is merely his father in a costume. But if you're, you know, I feel like... Little kid. Little kid, you're not necessarily making that connection. You're thinking, well, mom is having an affair <laughs> with Santa. Will I get better gifts because of this? Yeah. That is a weird one. I mean, okay, the innocent explanation is pretty funny. Uh, that's a good, that's all right. That's all right. It's better than Santa baby is a little weirder, you know? Yeah. Oh, is Jingle Ball Rock calling Oates? No. I don't know. They did a cover of it with a music video, but you're, it was 1957 by Bobby Holmes. Yeah. Oh, all right. So I was, okay. I looked at the wrong thing. All right. 1984. Is one of my favorite Christmas songs. I know what it is already. Damn. <laughs> Wham. Yep. Listen, I unironically really love George Michael. <laughs> that just reminds me uh, the best IT crowd episode. <laughs> Which one? The uh, one where they go see Gay the Musical. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. <laughs> and they remember that they mentioned him? I think so, yeah. Because there's a guy that uh, Jen is dating and they think he's gay and Moss walks in and they're like, and he kind of walks into the conversation and he says, oh, I think I know who you're talking about and he's definitely gay. And they're like, what? And he's like, and I'll let you know, he's been gay since when? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. That is a good one. Deck the Halls is 1984. Mannheim no Steamroller. That can't be that late. Deck the Halls has to be really old. I'm beginning to think this good housekeeping list isn't fully accurate. It's a traditional Christmas carol. Okay. That oh, it dates back listening. to 1862. Oh, so this might actually... Is this earlier than Jingle Bells? I think it's a little bit later. It's a Welsh song. Well, it comes from a Welsh, Welsh song. What about it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas? I think we might have mentioned that. That's got to be old. But like in passing. 1951. Bingra oh, Perigoma. All right, so we're in the 80s now. What else? Wait, we missed 1934. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> oh. We also missed um, Charlie Brown Christmas song. Oh. Is that, is just wait, like does that a have a song? I've never song. seen a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, it's like... Isn't that just the Charlie Brown-like theme song? No, I think it's the Christmas one. Oh. Uh, Christmas, Christmas, 1965 film. It includes the song. 
one is it? I'm pretty sure it's the Christmas one. Okay. I might be totally off. Fairy Tale of New York in 1987 by the Pogues. <laughs> which I didn't hear until Rostam covered it a couple years ago. I... I mean, the Pogues are like a punk band, right? Are they? Yeah. I, I've gone through most of the lists now, I think, and we're getting to 1994. And perhaps the seminal so this work is where it's pretty bad. music comes out in 1994. <laughs> okay, okay. 1994. Give me a hint. You've heard it at least 30 times this year. 19, it was the number one know. song on the Billboard charts at the end of 2019. 25 years after it was originally Wait, released. was that Mariah Carey? Yeah. Oh, that was from 1994? Mm-hmm. I thought that was later. No. It's yeah. it's a good song. It's just so overplayed. Yeah, I can't I have a hard time looking past the overplayed part. Cuz so many people really can't. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I love the rest. I love this 2006 there's like a separate article on like indie Christmas songs, which also seems like in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, so Sean Stevens has many Christmas EPs and he has an original song called Get Behind Me Santa, which is a play on the White Stripes album. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. I wouldn't have expected that from Sufjan. No. Oh, Rolling uh, Stones, 20 Worst Christmas Songs of All Time. New Kids wait, on the Block had Funky Funky Xmas. Okay. Justin Bieber tried one called Mistletoe. Oof. It's just... Uh, I would even I would just not even go for it, like, nowadays. Bon Jovi made a song called Backdoor Santa. <laughs> It's just ill, ill-conceived. I feel like that's like a sequel to I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the other perspective. Oh, God. NSYNC, I Never Knew the Meaning of Christmas. That sounds terrible. Is the meaning of Christmas you? Maybe. Um, okay, I actually like this song. But I, I don't know why I like it. The Killers Don't Shoot Me Santa. Have you ever heard this? I've never heard that. It's a terrible song. Don't Shoot Me? Don't Shoot Me Santa. Wow. Oh, okay. This is one that you've also heard many times during holiday seasons. But it's not one that you think of unless you hear it. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer by Elmo and Patsy. Yes. It's a late 70s novelty song. Late 70s, okay. I remember they made a cartoon after it. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, they. that's what happens in the thing. Grandma got run over. Why would I'm they, pretty why sure. They made a cartoon out of that. That's they ran out of stuff, man. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. 2000 film. 
You know, next year we should do Christmas movies. We should, yeah. They are also pretty bad. They are. They are. <clears throat> yes, Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer is a 2000 Canadian American animated TV show. Uh, yeah, they used to play it on Cartoon Network. <laughs> wow. Okay, then another Rolling Stone article. The new holiday classics, best festive songs of the decade. This is from 2019, oh so it's missing a couple. But Kanye West did one in 2010 called Christmas in Harlem. Never heard it. Oh, me neither. Kelly Clarkson, Underneath the Tree in 2013. Never heard it. Okay. I may have. I don't know. Ariana Grande did a song called December in 2015. Never heard it. I think she did another one. Yeah, I thought so, too. Santa Tell Me in 2014. Is that a cover or no? Is it? Santa Tell Me. No, I don't think so. Wow, she did two? I have two more that we didn't mention. Which ones? Um, well, maybe a few. Do we say Holly Jolly Christmas? No, we didn't. All right. I, I don't want to blow these in case you were... Yeah. No, maybe no, I should just wait. Go. Okay, so as far as modern songs, I do think the best one... <laughs> is definitely Mr. Hankey. Right? Oh, I forgot about that one. That is a great That's song. no doubt the best. I have a different opinion of which is the best Christmas song, like, flat out, but I'll mention it at the <laughs> oh, end because we haven't talked about okay. it yet. Okay, yeah. yeah but yeah. Mr. Hankey is a, you know, it's an objectively great song. Yeah. It always gets me <laughs> in the Christmas season. <laughs> I, I really like the whole South Park. They did, like, a Christmas album a few years ago. Yeah, I would go 20 years ago. Oh, God. With Cartman time. singing. <laughs> and um, there's uh, Mr. Mackey, the guy who says MK. There's a version mm-hmm. of Carol of the Bells that's him. He's, like, he's the ornament, right? Yeah, he just says Ding Dong MK. <laughs> ding Dong MK. Ding Dong MK. Yeah. Ding Dong. Jonas Brothers have released a few Christmas songs. 2019, Like It's Christmas. And then 2020, I Need You Christmas. <laughs> Katy Perry made one called Cozy Little Christmas. Everyone tries to make a Christmas song at some point is what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. I really want to watch this South Park <laughs> one again. I forgot about some of these. I can't remember what it's called, but Mr. Garrison's one is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Merry, Merry fucking Christmas, Mr. Whatever. How do you feel about Sia as a concept? The singer? Yeah. Um... I feel like I don't really know her. She has a Christmas album that came out in 2017 and actually has a few good songs on it. And one of the songs on it 
a like, which is called Snowman. And I don't know why I like hmm. it. But it's pretty catchy. And I think I listen to it year-round, actually. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite Christmas song. That's still to come. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think we covered most of them, right? Yeah, I think so. So what is what is your favorite Christmas song then, Tom? And what is your least favorite Christmas song in that same vein? That's hard. Uh, man, all right. I'm going to probably make some people angry here. And uh, I- I'm going to go with... Well, I'm going to try to choose something besides Mr. Hanky. Uh, maybe Santa Claus is coming to town. Whatever. Let's just is your favorite? That. Favorite, yeah. Okay. And what's your least favorite? Uh, least favorite, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Mariah Carey. That's your least favorite? Least favorite. Yeah, yeah. Why? I. It's hard to separate the... It, I think it's the contrarian in me, you know? <laughs> because no one... People think it's exempt from overplayed Christmas music, and it's definitely not. I think it's perhaps the most overplayed Christmas song. Yeah. Um. Okay. My favorite is Mr. Grinch. Oh, which is the one we didn't talk about. Somehow we've actually it didn't didn't come up on any of the lists I was looking at. That's got to be like sixties, also, right? Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> Wait, when I look up Mr. Grinch. The song, it says artist Tyler the Creator. So Tyler the Creator did uh, a cover, a, a different version for the, uh, there was a, a movie a few years ago, not the Jim Carrey one, like an animated one. Uh huh. And Tyler the Creator did a track for the closing credits called I Am Mr. Really? Grinch. Oh my god. I, I don't actually know what that one sounds like, so I can't comment on it. But I don't think it was very good. No. I'd say yeah, this least... is hard to not. This is hard not to veer into. Oh, sorry. No, no good. I was just gonna say, talking about like uh, movies, like the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Oh, we can. Ne- we'll do that next year. We'll do that next year. That that was not a great movie. <laughs> it was very disappointing as a child. You know what was even worse was uh, the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat. Yes, that was nightmare fuel. I remember wanting to see both of those movies, and they're. Yeah, that was like where I first learned you can be disappointed in a movie as a like that's where I learned disappointment. That was where you learned disappointment in movies. Yeah. Wow, yours was much earlier than mine. Mine was Transformers Two: Dark of the Moon. Oh, was it Transform? Transformers Three was the worst one, right? Well, yeah, that's the last one I saw. Transformers Three was pretty bad too, but Transformers Two was just like I had liked Transformers One. Yeah, and Transformers Two, everything like as I was seeing it was just worse and worse. And <laughs> it was like the exact same movie, but worse. But worse, and it was during the writers' strike, so Michael oh. Bay was like filling in dialogue lines because they couldn't have writers oh fill in dialogue. God. So it was just like the most Michael Bay, Michael Bay movie, and it was just awful. Does that guy do anything anymore? 
Um, I'm sure he does. I think he did a live action version of Dora the Explorer a few years ago. Oh my god. Michael Bay did that? I think so. He might have just produced oh, it. Oh god. Okay, so your least favorite? Um, my least favorite, it's hard. I don't hate a lot of Christmas songs. I, I only start <laughs> hating them once they're like over, over, overplayed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go with one that I conceptually hate, which is the Maroon 5 cover of Happy Christmas, War is Over. Oh, that sounds terrible. I don't know if I've ever heard it, but I just hate that it exists. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it. If you had to merge two Christmas songs into the ultimate Christmas song, what would it be? Hmm... I'm going to go with, uh, wait, what was it called? I'm going to go with, I don't know, Backdoor Santa and the Chipmunk song. (laughs) Perfect. Who was that, Bon Jovi? I think that was Bon Jovi, yeah. Oh, God. You know, Chipmunk song is a great one to merge. I'm going to go with Chipmunk song and Mr. Grinch, because I think it would be really funny to take the really good voice and just copy the Chipmunks. Like, you're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> That's your cold open. <laughs> uh, is there anything else to say about Christmas music, or have we completely covered it? I know there's some we missed, but I don't know which ones they are. No, I don't think there's anything else to say, except I can't wait. Like, I don't know, how do you feel? Like, day after Christmas? That's it. You gotta pull the plug. Then I start Christmas listening music. to my MLK J jams. <laughs> MLK Day jams. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, all right, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. All right, See you next time.